Hi, my name is Callie, and on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people, I ask them all the questions I can think of, and then, hopefully, by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. This episode will go down as one of my all-time favorites. It's just honest. And my goodness, if I didn't have a personal revelation about halfway through, it's like you're going to be sitting in on my own personal therapy session. This is one of the most substantial conversations I've had about the power of the Enneagram to help navigate life. I pulled in the reason I even got interested in the Enneagram. Kaylee is back with us. And then we pulled in the reason she got interested, Hannah. This is only the second time I've gotten to spend time with Hannah, and honestly, she is one of the most fun people to be around. And I walked away with more insight than my brain could really process. Here's No One Told Me How the Enneagram Can Change Me. Okay, so we are back again for round two. Really, it's round three on the Enneagram. I have Kaylee with me, who was our original Enneagram professional. Enneagram OG. Yes, that's a better title. That was sharper. That was sharper. EOG. EOG. (laughs) (laughs) But we have brought with us one of Kaylee's great friends and uh, someone that I've gotten to know recently that as soon as you meet her, you love her. So our friend Hannah is here and she is, you're the one who got Kaylee into the Enneagram to begin with, right? Yes. I, yeah, if I'm the OG, she's like the the god, the originator. She is the creator <laughs> to she, me, to, in my life. She's the creator yeah. of the Enneagram. You have done well. You have done well. And that was several, several years ago, yeah, was right? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But Hannah, what I love is how I learned about the Enneagram was everything that Hannah had told Kaylee. And so right. <laughs> in, in some ways you have trained many people You're the on grandchild. the Enneagram at this point. But we wanted to bring Hannah on because she has done, and we'll, we're going to talk about this a little later in the podcast, but one of the most fascinating things that um, she shared is that she um, started a business and one of her goals was to hire someone that represents each number. And that, I just, I don't know why that absolutely fascinates me, but I think it's the best. But before we jump into all that, Hannah, tell us a little bit about you, what you do, what you love, what you do on the weekends, that kind of deal. Cool. So what I do and what I love and what I do on the weekends all tend to, when you own a business, they tend to all all blur together. (laughs) Um, But so my best friend and I started a digital marketing company in 2016. Um, I never wanted to own a digital marketing company, but um, she was like, we should do it. And then I was like, I don't have anything better to do. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? Um, And so we started a company and it's been the wild wildest and craziest ride it started with me just like coffee shop hopping and working from home in my pajamas and now we have an office and like a full team and it's just 
crazy and a huge blessing. So that's that what I insane. do during the day and some of the night, but mostly just <laughs> all in day, the day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love it. It's so fun. I, and I always tell people, if you want to start a business, don't start a business because you like what you do. Like if you love baking, don't open a bakery. Mm. But if you love problem solving and pouring into people and investing in your community, then 100% start a business. That's what I learned at least. Um, and then how long did it take you to learn that? Um, I'm still learning it every day. I'm like, Oh, let me just do the project that I'm assigned. Oh, I need to hang a mailbox (laughs) on our office so we can get mail. Oh, okay, cool. I can also do that. (laughs) Great. Yes. Um, you just never know what it's going to look like. So, um, still a work in progress for sure. But I love that you're like, I started this business, didn't know what I was doing. Still don't really know what I'm doing, but it's working. So (laughs) it's so great. I mean, 100% every single day, Jess and I will slack my business partner, Jess will slack each other and be like, how is this happening? And 150% is the Lord. That's Mm -hmm. all it is, Mm -hmm. is, is it comes back to the Lord. And every single day I'm like, you have called me to this and Mm -hmm. I, all I have to do is be a good steward of it. I don't even know what that looks like Mm -hmm. being a good steward of it, but that's my only job is to show up and be a good steward. I love that kind of what you just said. You don't have to know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. You just have to know this is what I'm called to do. And I'll figure, I'll know that I'll figure it out and God will lay that path out as I go. Yeah. The second I start thinking like, I've got this all figured out. And I think that's just anything in Mm -hmm. life. The second I'm like, I know how to run this business. This completely new problem comes up that you I'm wildly unequipped to solve and mm. it's a really great constant <laughs> trust lesson yes um, but I, I would be so bored if I wasn't you know and yep. we'll probably get into that when we talk about what number I am mm-hmm. I wonder if people can already figure Teen. that out <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would be so bored otherwise so it's great so outside of work what do you love to do um I have a dog and a husband opposite order of which one I like more. <laughs> I, I think of my dog first, yeah. but I also have a husband. Yeah. The dog did come first. Yeah, so it, it matters. Defense. It counts. Yeah. So I have a dog named Winston and he looks like every dog from the movies. Um, we actually had a company try and buy him one time. It was crazy. And I was like, catch me on a good day. Yeah, <laughs> really. Let me see how I this business it. works out in about yeah. a year and we'll yeah. see. Uh, I'm like, you mooch, make mom some money. Um, so I walk him pretty much all the time, but the joke is like Winston doesn't actually need to walk that much your girl needs to walk and so Ryan will be like do we need to take you for a walk it's Uh, time it's time so I love being outside we live in South Knoxville yeah it's so fun and there's you know restaurants and breweries Mm. and parks and I just feel like I get to enjoy all that Knoxville has to offer which is really fun. South Knoxville area has gotten a lot cooler than it was when mm-hmm. we were growing up. Oh like, my gosh. And Hannah lives in the cool part, the new part. Yes. Yeah. Newly redone cool part. Yeah. The transitioning. Part. Yes. The transi- we're the, almost the there. Coming. On one street, it looks great. The next yeah. street, it looks like you might be on an episode of SVU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's just, you don't know what's going to happen. Yes. You're very unsure. So that's what I spent. I, I like working out. Like that's how Kaylee and I became friends yeah. is from the gym. So swole mates, swole mates. <laughs> I'm very swole right now. I'm very sore today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, uh, thankfully our work has the like handicap bars. Mm. I used them today. So you can pull 
audit. Yeah, to go to that, I had to like lower myself down. Those days, yes, those days where you just have to fall onto the toilet. Yes, that was. You just hope it catches you. And our toilet is pretty much in the middle of our office, so I'm I'm would not be surprised if people heard me like thud onto the toilet today, and they're like, she's not okay. Listen, can't have a soft landing today. Okay, doing my best out here. Not graceful today. So when you first got into the Enneagram, Hannah, what um one, why did, were you interested in it? Two, what's your number? And three, what has it taught you? I mean, in these years that you've researched it and grown in it, what do you feel like it are some of the highlights of it? All right, let's start with the first, what was the first yes. one? Yes. So what, why'd you get into it? Like, when did you even get interested in it? I, my roommates and I actually got into it when I was in college, which was in probably 2011. So um, no, maybe even before that, maybe like 2010. So it's been a while. Yeah. I actually thought I was a different number. Uh, and I was a very different person in college and a lot of life things I think have contributed to me figuring out kind of what that number is. And yeah. I, I would encourage anyone that to not try and figure out what your number is until you're out of college because mm-hmm. you're just changing so much. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. Um, like the, the person you are in college is laying the foundation, but I, I thought I was a totally different person mm-hmm. and have since kind of grown into what was under the surface all along. So um, my roommate went to some camp and they talked about it there and she bought a book and we would all, because what do you, you have so much free time in college. Mm. Isn't that insane? Mm. You think oh. that you're just like overwhelmingly busy. And you I aren't. Look, I look back now no, no, no. and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. We would Glory just like days. sit around and read an Enneagram book. Mm. Like try and we would just go through every single one of our friends, which this is like a, a number one, don't do this. We would just go through every single one of our friends and be like, she's totally a five. Or like, mm, he, I'm pretty sure he's a nine. And so we would just read through the types and like try and figure out what we were and what other people were. And so, yeah, that was almost 10 years ago. That's insane. Wow. That's because weird. I didn't know. I thought it was like just coming out, like a thing that was just being released and everything. And it might have been Kayla who was like, no, this has been around for. It's ancient. Yeah. This thing is ancient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just, it's Christian now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like anything hipster. Yeah. Like it's yes. just like bubbling back up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but that's what's cool about anything having to do with like our faith and, and ancient traditions and faith in general is like there nothing is new yeah Mm -hmm. all of this stuff has been Mm -hmm. done before so it's really cool to kind of have this guidepost yeah of people who have been working on it and studying it and and investing in it for hundreds of years the big question what number are you i am a seven i felt that as soon as you said your friend was like let's start a business you're like okay (laughs) Mm, entrepreneur seven sounds good (laughs) yeah i'm i am tried and true seven like my husband will even be like you're sevening so hard right now because like i'll be emptying the dishwasher and cooking which means i'm burning whatever is cooking and like letting the dog out and folding the laundry like all at the same time and he was like i want to put like a time-lapse camera in our kitchen to just like watch all the places that you're bouncing yes. around to but uh yes i'm a seven thought i was an eight in college yeah um so are you a wing eight um i think and so and i don't know if, uh, how much you guys have talked about this but as you develop you grow into both wings mm-hmm. and so i definitely had more of an eight wing mm-hmm. 
growing up and now I think I'm starting to get that six because yeah. my anxiety's like through mm. the roof. It's super fun. So um <laughs> shout out to that six wing yeah. shout out to there. starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starting a business and getting married. Like it's yeah. great. So um yeah, I definitely feel that six pull of, yeah. and like the a lot of fear base. Mm-hmm. But um and also the really good things about being a six of like if I didn't have that starting to come into being, I don't know how well I would be able to maintain like a long-term relationship yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I'm grateful for the things that yeah. my newfound six wing brings out because before I was just like on to the next person yeah. on to the next thing mm-hmm. and that six is kind of like steady grounded a you bit. a little bit yeah. I yeah. can attest to Hannah's seven the trip that we went on it was a girl's trip from people with our gym and I don't know what it was about this trip, but like it was the best vacation I have ever had. <laughs> and it was so happy. It was everyone to just be happy. It fun. was so great. The first day I remember at the end of the day, we were like, we could not have planned a more perfect day. And it's not even like I don't like to sprint and do stuff all the time. And it wasn't that. It was just like the perfect balance of like hang time, fun things, see this new thing. And it was just Hannah like coordinating and running her what she normally would do in Savannah. And so we just it was the best trip ever. So full hard seven affirming that in you right now. That's all I want is just people to be like, I had the best time. Yeah, I was I want everything to be the best time. (laughs) And so like that just Let's just that. change. We're having a moment here. We, here. we are having a moment. Affirmation for <laughs> for all of the like, and the the thing about being a seven is being there is some anxiety there, and so there is this like, is everybody having fun? Is everybody yeah. having a good time? Are you mm-hmm. okay? Is everybody happy? Mm-hmm. Happy? Don't be sad. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. sadness. no crying. Yes. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do you think? So you talked about the Enneagram, and I remember Kaylee saying that you have to be ready to learn about you. Like you have to be at a certain point in your life mm-hmm. to really understand the Enneagram and how it plays into your life. And so for you, what did that look like slash why do you think it is valuable to research this and not just take it and find out your number and think, Oh, that's cool. But to actually take a deeper dive into it. Yeah. That that's probably the, the Enneagram is like any tool in your tool belt, like whether you go to counseling or you take the Enneagram tests or um, you take your Myers-Briggs test, you know, it's a tool in your tool belt on that path to self-discovery and self-awareness and like any tool, knowledge is power and it can be a powerful tool both for good and for like you can either contribute to the flourishing of your own life and the flourishing of the world around you and the kingdom or you can directly diminish from that and so the Enneagram kind of gives you that boost and gives you another tool to contribute to that flourishing but you do have to be ready for it 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 has 100% the potential to rock your world if you're ready for that to happen um and I think that to to just be like, oh, I'm a I'm a three, and like that's just how I am. No, that's that's not what the enneagram's there for. Mm-hmm. It, the amazing thing about the enneagram is it's dynamic and fluid, and so it's constantly pushing you and equipping you to move towards the better version of yourself, along with community and faith and all of these other things that need to support it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to be ready for it because. If not, it will either just be this flippant thing of like a BuzzFeed quiz that you mm-hmm. took, you know, one night when you were scrolling through Instagram or it does yeah, have the power to to function along the lines of like a counseling tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not to say it takes the place of counseling and, or therapy, but it can really uh, 
guide you on that self-discovery yeah. path for sure. I know for um, us specifically in the workplace, even this past, so last week was Easter week and we always joke around that leading up to an event, you can see where everyone goes in their unhealth, <laughs> mm-hmm. like where, where we're all at. <sighs> but I would get flustered. And this was probably the first event that I've seen, like can check myself, but because of everything I've learned about me yeah. and my number being a two, I would get worked up about something and I could look at those emotions and be like, okay, what's the root of these? Mm -hmm. And it's, I want to help you and you're not letting me Mm -hmm. like, I want to do, I want you to need me and you're not acting like you need me right now. And it's making me angry. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and I would, I would get so angry and I would go home and Ryan would already be asleep and I'd be like, all right, who am I going to talk to about this? (laughs) Who's going to listen to how I feel about this right now? Because I was finally getting it. Mm -hmm. Like before I would just go home and seethe. Yeah. But it was, this was probably the first time that I actually saw it play out where I was like, okay, I actually know where this is coming from. I know why I'm feeling this way. And I know more so how to deal with it than I ever did before in the past. So yeah, it's just this amazing Mm self-awareness tool of being like, oh, I'm not alone in, and it helps put context and color to like, I felt like before I took and knew a lot about the Enneagram. And I remember figuring out that I was a seven and Mm -hmm. I remember reading about sevens and being like those people sound so flaky they sound like the worst and you uh, you know heads up the one that seems the worst is probably Mm -hmm. you because Mm -hmm. it's it's all of the suppression of like the lies that you've been trying Mm -hmm. to avoid or you know your whole life and so for me it was like wow, I have to be confronted with these things and I can either choose to let them rule my life Mm -hmm. and let them hurt my relationships and hurt myself Mm -hmm. or I can like start noticing those triggers and pull myself out of a nosedive Mm -hmm. or more effectively communicate and understand the people around me, especially in like high stress situations, Mm -hmm. which, you know, heads up when you own a business, it's most of the time. That's all day (laughs) is a high stress situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can either choose to let, to be unaware of those things or Mm -hmm. I can choose to take ownership of them and not be like, now the sevens go to one in in stressful situations. So I can mm-hmm. choose to like try and perfect those things, mm-hmm. or I can be aware of them and not let them control my life. And also accept grace for the times where it's mm-hmm. like, I was just like so deep in my seven stuff right then. And yeah. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like, I feel like if you aren't aware, you're, my, my number one pet peeve in life is a lack of awareness, whether mm-hmm. that's spatially or <laughs> self-aware. Get like, out. Like, how can you not see that I want to go faster than you? Yes. I don't understand. Yep. Just get over it. Yeah. Just move. It's not hard. <laughs> Why would you park your, your grocery cart in the middle of uh, the aisle? What? I do not regularly drive this close to someone. Yes. Please move over. Yeah. You are bringing out the worst of <laughs> me. But, and like, same for, for self-awareness. Like, you can choose to bumble through life and just like bump into stuff or stand in someone's way or you can choose to be self-aware and be like I'm going to use this to propel me forward mm-hmm. instead of holding me back so um yeah I think it it's a very powerful tool so you better buckle up. yeah well mm-hmm. people got to see the two come out when I couldn't display it the way I wanted to Kaylee got some coffee she got mm-hmm. an Easter set like I was I just like doing random things this week. for people Ooh. because I needed that energy to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you get some jelly beans. Yep. You get like everyone She's a gets gift giver. And Kaylee's like, no, don't help me. I don't need you. Need- oh, yeah. I'm, I'll acknowledge it. That's about it. That's it. She knew she knew she just needed to don't let it happen. Me. She just needed to let it happen. But I think if you guys hadn't gone through that process, yeah. you would have been like, 
you know, like, why are you like being so needy right yeah. now? Like, yeah. I don't have time for this. Whereas instead you're like, oh, that's an act of love and like an right. expression of her care She for needs me. to do this right now. So yeah. I'm going to let her, do, let her do it. <laughs> yeah. What? And you like, and if Kaylee's not like jumping over the moon because mm-hmm. you got her an Easter basket, it's not like mm-hmm. a, a complete dismissal. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, that like, that's not how she's going to receive yeah. that moment. And and she it's, wanted that Easter sack. I did. It had dry it shampoo was, and I was way oh, out. Okay, so that's I different. Way out. Say, I needed you it. There was dry shampoo. With it. That changes everything. Yeah, that was 100% over the moon. At that's that point. a good example too. In our working relationship, there's a group of us that like go to lunch sometimes. And if they're pushy with me, like you need to go, we're going, I'm going, we're going, get in the car. I'm, I'm like, no, mm-mm. not going. You're not going to control me. Those heels not in, yet. Baby. Guess what? Not going. <laughs> Guess what? I'm going to go somewhere by myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's I'm I'll fasting. be a hard no. But they they don't do that anymore. It's become more of a, hey, it's out there. If you want to go, let's go. But it just even something small like that work that we've come across with our group, um, learning how to respond to each other's numbers in that way, even is helpful. It just makes you so much. It has the potential to make you so much more compassionate. Mm-hmm. It also has the potential to make you put people in a box and mm-hmm. pigeonhole them. Mm-hmm. But if you accept it with the amazing potential that it has, so much more compassionate and understanding. And I think that the world needs a whole lot more. That's of a th- that. It's just yeah. so much more understanding. Like I, I just I feel like I get people a little bit more, and I don't respond as strongly as I used to. But I know for you, we've talked about the workplace a lot. But as an employer, how does it play out into how you build your team? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something that we're constantly evaluating. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can only be as strong as our weakest link. And so, and especially for Jess and I, something that's really important is like our company is going to carry the DNA of the two of us, Mm -hmm. whether we want it to or not. So the things that we're really gifted at, like the company in and of itself is going to be inherently good at. Um, If we just keep hiring people who are gifted at the same things that Mm -hmm. we're gifted at, like we won't be able to round out some of those weaker places. So, you know, Jess and I are two really, really strong numbers. She's a three and I'm a seven. And um, that's just a lot of energy. So we need to be mindful of that, of yeah. like who we're bringing into a space with us. Um, and, you know, I'm a firm believer. I, I would love to have every single number on our team yeah. because I think that's just a really cool picture of like, all of the strengths and weaknesses and everybody's, you know, bouncing off of each other mm-hmm. and, and picking up where the other person's putting down. And so that's like my dream is, you know, getting to a place where that everyone is represented like that. And not just in the Enneagram in a whole bunch of diversity mm-hmm. of, you know, having people with different ethnicities and yeah. backgrounds and histories and, and I think that's, what's going to make our company stronger. Mm-hmm. So we, did a really intensive Myers-Briggs study, which was interesting um, and super helpful to see like, oh my gosh, we might have the wrong people in the wrong seats. And, and same with the, like we couple yeah. that with the Enneagram of we know everyone's number and even interns that are coming on, like we ask them if they know their number. Yeah, and, um, It's been really helpful to create more compassion, but for yeah. us to be strategic about we're not obviously not going to ha- not hire someone because yes. they are We're not- looking for a nine. Yeah. Looking for a nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the nine would definitely not apply. Yeah. So we're not going to get them. <laughs> but no, like we're not going to discount someone because yeah. of that. But it is really important to us to have a, a really healthy, balanced team. So it's something that 
um, you know, kind of lower down on the priority list, but is still, you know, a contributing factor. How have you seen some of the numbers, different numbers, like manage projects or their workflow? I'm just curious how different numbers take on work in general, because I know how I do, but I don't think I've ever thought to look or ask about how these other numbers get work done and (laughs) how as an employer you have to, I remember in a leadership session, uh, the speaker just said, as whoever you're in charge of, whoever you're supervising, you have to know how they best work. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you have to adjust the project to fit how they work if you want them to be successful and grow. So have you experienced that? Just like, just, you can kind of guess how someone's going to handle a project because of what you know about them and their number or. Yeah. 100%. It was, it was really funny. So two and, and, again, this will have like some Myers-Briggs information in there, but two people at our company are the same Myers-Briggs and Enneagram type. Mm, And then there are two of us who are the same Myers-Briggs, but different Enneagram numbers. And I think that's, what's great about the Enneagram is I think it is more representative of Mm -hmm. who you are as a whole person. Mm -hmm. Like if you saw my Myers-Briggs and you saw my Enneagram number, you would be like, those do not go together. My Myers-Briggs is very much like who I am at work which is a completely different person than who I am right now. And gosh, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and part of that is out of necessity yeah. right? Mm-hmm. of like the role that you're placed in. You yeah. have to move and flex towards certain aspects of your mm-hmm. number or, you know, the great thing about the Enneagram is there's a- at any time, like six different numbers coming into play yeah. of you could be having a wing or going mm-hmm. to stress or going to health, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's so dynamic. And so, um, yeah, all of that to say, I know how a three is going to, they want those checklists. Mm-hmm. They want to check it off and yeah. they want to like look at the checklist at the end of the day and see how productive they were. Um, and they can be laser focused. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's amazing. Um, you know, we, the two people who are the same at our company, but are different than Jess and I, it was a really important wake up call for us of like, we can't manage them and assign things to them the way that we like to be managed. Um, that's not helpful for them. And it's going to constantly cause frustration for us. They, when they get a to-do list, they're going to pick what looks the most Mm -hmm. fun to them or what's like the (laughs) easiest to Mm -hmm. tackle. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's like, I'm going to tackle these in terms of like priority and Mm -hmm. what needs to get done first they'll be like, oh, this looks cool and like go down that trail. (laughs) Yeah. And so we constantly have to be like checking in on priorities with them of, okay, no, this is what's important to me. um, And like, this is what I need to get done. Here are the things that like are not as important. You can like run with those, you know, and and constantly be checking in on like, what is the priority level of stuff? Yeah. Whereas with a three, if I just like assign it, they're going to like bust it out exactly the way that it's written or one, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been really interesting to watch. Like, so we have in our company that we know of, we have a seven, a three, a two, three, maybe Mm. she's still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, and then two nines. Two nines. How'd you catch them? How'd you catch them? <laughs> they just like walked in one day. They stumbled and around. They just like sat down and they're like, I guess I live here. This, now. Is, <laughs> this is where I belong. <laughs> no, it's actually really funny. Both of the nines that work for us are one of them started off as an intern and has pretty much held like every position within our company. Yeah. Like intern, mm-hmm. first intern ever, um, part-time, full-time, and like keeps just moving forward, which is awesome. So she just like stayed and has progressed Mm -hmm. which I think is is 
that's one of the awesome things about a nine. It's like, she is just like steady Eddie, man. Mm -hmm. Like we know exactly what to expect from her. The other one was a friend, um, that we were just, was actually working with one of our clients and we're just like, he seems like a really good cultural fit. And just, we kind of like amoebaed him. We kind of just amoebaed both of them. (laughs) Mm. And you are one of us now. Yeah. You are one of (laughs) us now. And they're like, this is awesome. So, um, but it was also really helpful to know with them of like, my energy affects them directly. Mm -hmm. And that's something to know about any nine, especially if you're sharing like a tight work, we have an open office concept. And so my energy, both as the boss, I have to be aware of like the privilege and the power that comes with being the boss of like my energy can monopolize Mm -hmm. the entire group if I'm not Mm -hmm. aware of that. Um, and so when I start seeing some of that one, like pulling out of the nosedive and saying, I'm not going to monopolize everyone's energy just because I'm going to an unhealthy place. Um, but being aware of them and they're going to feel everything Mm -hmm. so much more intensely of what I'm projecting out. And so I, I constantly have to keep that in check. Yeah. I don't want my mood to the degree that I'm able to control it to affect them. Um, and one of them is, is really, really empathetic. And so keeping like, it's not, it's not helpful or kind for me to let my intensity that can come mm-hmm. with work create like undue burden and in- intensity yeah. on her. There's a time, an appropriate time for me to like help encourage her to ramp up the intensity, but there's also like, I can't constantly ask that of her or she's just going to burn out, Yeah, you know? And so that's been really helpful too, to watch. It's amazing how much you can learn just by like watching people and in conversation. And I was, one of our questions was, um, just in your experience, or even if you had to imagine it, if you had, if you had a huge project that you had to hand somebody and you had to pick like two numbers and you knew these people were these two numbers and you were only picking them based on what you knew about them and their number, what two numbers would you want to work on? one of your biggest projects one of my biggest projects it doesn't have to be anyone on your staff I'm just saying if you just picked numbers out and were like I want to pair these two numbers together to work on a project yeah would it depend on the project it would it would definitely depend on the project if it was more creative Mm -hmm. I would be like come on four let's go you know um how do fours work (laughs) I'm curious like I'm I'm married to a five with a four wing and it's just a, a this constant battle between like the emotions and then like suppressing them. And Mm. so uh, (laughs) I feel nothing. Yeah. (laughs) You can literally watch it bubble up to the surface of him and then just like push back down. It's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, if it was a creative project, if it was some video or like storytelling, um, something that I needed to like make a huge impact, I would definitely bring a four on and say, run with this yes um but I would also need probably a three to Mm -hmm. make to make make sure that it actually it was completed yeah yeah yeah, that it it went all the way through so it it totally depends on yeah like right now I we hired the the two maybe three she wants to help so much and I'm like this is great. Yeah. You know, like, do everything you yeah. want to do. Help me, yeah. please. <laughs> S-O-S. Oh, so if yeah, you, it totally depends. If a one, okay, so ones are notoriously tough to work with sometimes because they get so fixated. Mm-hmm. So who, what would you pair a one with 
to help move a project forward. Because sometimes projects can stall out. Yeah. Because there's just such focus on specific details. Mm-hmm. What would you, would you pair that with? A, I feel like every answer is going to be, well, what the three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the that's three, the, well, that's the, the hard part about the workplace is it totally glorifies the three. Yeah. Like the three. America does. Yeah. yeah. America and capitalism and yeah. the workplace are going to elevate that three. Um, I would say maybe a seven. Yeah. And that comes from a seven who mm-hmm. is my one of my number one fears is being stuck. Yeah. And so if a project's gonna like stall out, I will be the person that moves it along. Yeah. So I think um a seven and a one, because a one is gonna give it that hardcore attention to detail. Yeah. And the seven's gonna be like, okay, but we do mm-hmm. need to move along. Yeah. So um and the and the one is gonna catch things that the seven is totally gonna miss yeah. because they're just like bopping around to the next thing yeah. and trying to you know, spin the wheel and the one is going to have that. They can bring it back around. Yeah. So in your experience with the Enneagram at this point, and I mean, obviously, I mean, you said you started in what, 2010 with it. What has been a couple of the most surprising things that you have learned along the way? Um, everything. Like I am constantly surprised by the beauty of each number and what they bring to the table. It's really easy to, demonize certain numbers and glorify others like the three of yeah it is so easy to have that three be your go-to um but there are really hard things about a three and there are really really great things about a four Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so realizing what each of those numbers brings to the table and why we do need every single one of them I also think the most surprising thing for me was understanding how the glory of God gets manifested in each one of those Mm -hmm. numbers of like the seven is the joy of God Mm -hmm. and the eight is the power of God. Mm -hmm. And so being like, wow, how amazing that you would allow us to see that in each Mm -hmm. other and tap into that instead of, yeah, it is so easy to just kind of downplay certain numbers. I've never thought of that, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. I've never well, and like that idea of it in the workplace, you wanting to have all numbers. Why? Well, because all numbers together reflect the image of God in a complete way. Mm-hmm. Whereas one number is just one aspect, which is still super cool. But that idea translates to, you know, to relationships, to friendships, communities. Having all numbers is a full picture of of the image of God. Yeah. Yeah. That just goes to the completely larger representation of everything. Everyone yeah. needs a seat at the table. Yeah for you to experience the fullness of God, mm-hmm. what, whether that's in your number or economically yeah. or socially, et cetera. So, um, yeah, like the, the perfection of God, like God as a helper. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. so cool to yeah. see that was a huge surprise to me. And yeah, go ahead and will you just run through them and talk about each one, like the aspect of God that is, you don't have to explain it, yeah. but I just think a lot of people will be like, well, I want to know what all What's of them mine? Are. Yes. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm the hard part is I can't really think of the three one off the top of my head. Um, I've so, cornered you now. Yeah. I know. So, um, <laughs> hold on. Kaylee's thinking too. Thinking, She's got her thinking face think on for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, Skip three. Yeah. So one is the perfection of God. Two is God as a helpmate. Three. We don't know. We'll it's something. Out. Yeah. Four <laughs> is like the creativity of God. Yeah. Um, five is like the quietness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, six is, you know, God as like a loyal and faithful God. Mm-hmm. Seven yeah, is the joy of God. Eight is the power of God. And nine is the peace of God. 
Um, three. I know. The Achiever. I just love all of those so much. I don't even have to know three. Maybe because I'm not a three, so I don't really. You know they're looking it up right now. So yeah. I don't know. Someone's putting it in their Google. Actually, they're as probably we speak. like, I'm a chameleon. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't name me. In a box. I'm a little bit of everything. Um, it, the podcast that talks about it is The Road Back to You. Yes. Um, so if they're, they talk about that on there. But yeah, I can't think of the three for some reason. Um, it, it will probably come to me tonight. It will. Like when deep, you're like laying down to go to bed. Yeah. Deep, like, I've got it. Yeah. Deep in my sleep <laughs> when this is super helpful for you. So, um, yeah, that's been, just been an awesome journey and yeah. surprise and people that I thought, oh, they're a whatever. I'll never get along with them. I mean, it's so awesome. You've learned how to get along with it. Like that's yes. the great thing about it is you learn how to, I mean, you already talked about it, the understanding aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. I get you now, like I get where you're coming from. I get why you're coming from there. And I know how I can adjust to relate to that yeah. now. I mean, it's amazing to me. Yeah. If our company was a company of threes, we would just all be exhausted, yes. you know? Yeah. And if we were all nines, it would be a really chill place. Yeah. But like, no one ma- would ever argue about anything. Yes, Everybody but be maybe to- those deadlines, <laughs> those ever imposing deadlines would be a struggle. So, um, you know, like if we were all sevens, it would just be a hot mess. It, like, you know, but it would be a fun hot mess. Oh my gosh. The most fun, the place would be burning to the ground, <laughs> but I would be like, we're sweating. This it's good. Great. Yeah, for sure. It's we're warm. Yeah. It's fine. It's a party. <laughs> Bring some more kerosene. Are you having fun? Yeah. What would make uh, this more fun for you? Do that. Yeah. yeah. You think it's the excellence of God? Yes. Back to this three. Yes. Okay. 100%. I didn't actually find it. I took a break to look for it. Didn't find it, but I feel like excellence. That is 100%. Because that that's so good. Too. Which yeah. is so different than perfection. Yeah. yeah. 100. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, threes. We got, to the we got you. Mystery. We got you. <laughs> Call us Scooby Doo over here. Yeah. We, we saw that. that what uh, for you, Kaylee, was most surprising? I honestly, when Hannah talked about it wrecking your life, did you say that? It did that mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, I didn't know, like the night when she, we did it at a dinner table. And I was I like, just oh, remember wow. you texting. I think we've talked about it. Yeah, before. I sent it immediately <laughs> to my coworkers at least. <laughs> I was like, please take this. I have to know. And it wasn't, it was really like cool because you like to learn about yourself. And you're like, oh, I'm an eight. But even more than that, like it took a hold of me that summer and I put work in on it um, with the help of Hannah and some other people and some books and things. And it just showed me those deeper things you were saying that um, you suppress the lies, the childhood wounds. Like that is huge. The stuff that you just don't even know. On the childhood wounds, explain a little bit about that because that's one aspect that was mentioned in passing Mm -hmm. on the, the second Enneagram episode we did. But I don't, I think people had a lot of questions about what that meant. So what, what does, what is that? And how does it play into it? Do you want to take that? Yeah, you got that. I have a personal tidbit for that. (laughs) It'll feel good. Um, The, the childhood wounds is, is, and it's like almost anything in therapy Mm -hmm. and psychology, but pretty much the, the way in which you, whatever number you end up becoming is the way in which you protected yourself as a child. So, um, Yeah, like for me, it was, I just remember being intensely uncomfortable or whenever my parents saw me cry or whenever I cried. And so it was like, only be happy. That's the answer. Um, And and then I had some other things happen, uh, you know, growing up um, that were pretty affecting that really dug that and drove that home. My dad passed away unexpectedly. Um, and I really saw the fullness of that seven be the only way I could cope with it of, you know, I, I have to choose happiness and Mm -hmm. I 
and a, almost to a fault of yeah. being like, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and so, um, yeah, that that's your defense mechanism and not even defense mechanism. It truly is like a survival mechanism in terms of, um, how you're able to cope with whatever happened to you as yeah. a child or whatever, you know, and we're, we're all are victims of trauma, whether yeah. it is, you know, your parents being super busy or your parents being way too involved or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. So, um, that is so, that's just a whole other aspect to think about, because if you think about it in that lens, you could point to, I mean, I can right now point to several things that I'm like, that makes sense now. I get that. Yeah. And it's what you have to do to be able to function in the world. Yeah. And, and so what I keep telling myself is like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of little seven Hannah mm-hmm. because she, she figured out how to do this, yeah. you know, and not being like angry at her. Yeah. Um, and because if I met her, I would be like, oh, you're trying so you're hard. You're doing so great. Yeah. Like yes. you just, one day this will rock your world. Yes. But for now, like it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. you're eight years old. Yeah. So, um, and like having the grace for those childhood wounds, but yeah. knowing that they're going to develop yeah. know, in a certain way. So I think when I was like first discovering the childhood wound side of it, I was having dinner with my mom for her birthday and she had discovered the Enneagram on her own. I didn't suck her into it and she was just nuts about it. And so we're having dinner for her birthday and we're talking about the wounds. And I was like, you know, eight, the wound for an eight is supposed to be in a lot of times like physical abuse or abandonment or something really heavy to where you feel unsafe and you have to mature quickly. And I was looking at her and I was like, I don't have that experience. And she's, she just looked at me with tears in her eyes, of course, because we were all over the place. And she said, we just, we moved around a lot. Like things were unstable, yep. I think maybe. And I was just like, ah, I don't know. And I really thought about it more too. And, and, you know, maybe she's right. Maybe it's that it's not always that extreme of that wound. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not abuse for me or for another eight, but it's that instability and in that, um, I have to be mature. I have to be an adult. And I, I was always told you're so grown up for your age. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know that it necessarily was, you know, hard, hard life situations, but just different things in my life where you got to be stronger. You can't be crying. Like we don't do that. Or, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to be your parents. It could be your teachers. It could be church leaders, um, whatever, but everyone has something in that general area for each number. Yeah. Yeah. I, mine was, you're a quitter. Mm. Mm. And like, that's every seven, like you, you quit. Mm-hmm. Like I tried piano and then I tried mm-hmm. guitar and I tried tennis and, mm-hmm. and like not understanding, like those are seasons and you're allowed to not like something. It was you're yeah. a quitter. Like mm-hmm. you quit things. Um, and so it's so funny cause I had, I did piano and I wanted to quit it. But I knew my dad loved that I did yep. it. There it and is. So I was like, oh, okay, I got to keep doing this. Yeah. I did it for 12 years. Oh. And I, I mean, I was fine with it. It wasn't like my favorite thing in the world. But I just remember the only reason I stuck with it is my dad, like he yeah. loved that I played the piano. So I was like, absolutely, I will continue playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> you need me to play <laughs> yes. the piano. You want yeah. me to play this for you right now? Absolutely. I'll play it all night. <laughs> what do you yeah. need? Tell me something. I'll play it right now. Because this is your this is your deeper wound. Because you felt loved mm-hmm. by your dad because you played piano. Mm-hmm. Like that's that the affection. The underbelly yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. I can even look at like going through like elementary school and even middle school when I just wanted people to like me Mm -hmm. like I just wanted them to want to be my friend and so I would do whatever made them happy or like helped them to so that they would want to be my friend like I get literally sitting here I thought there it is (laughs) and (laughs) there (laughs) 
ding, 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 ding. Just dig in on that. Figure yeah. that out. Yeah. I'm going to be crying in about five more minutes if I keep talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing there's no wine here. Yeah. Because this would be a really long, liquidy. This would be about two hours longer if that was the case. Oh, yeah. And, and, and any seven out there would be like, you just feel like you have to tap dance for love. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember reading Shauna Nequist's book, Present Over Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would read one page at a time. She's a fellow seven. And I would read one page for for like three weeks and have to put it down and be like, Ooh. gosh, I couldn't. And I could stand that book yeah. because it was all over the place. Yeah. I was like, what is this? And I would like read a page and be like, this is going to take me months. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like flipping like, God, what get, it, get somewhere already. You're Where like, we can't me? all go to the beach. Shauna. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. But yeah, I remember she said something about like you tap dancing. And I was mm. like, that was my thing of yeah. like, if I'm just like funny enough and like mm. silly enough and loud enough, Enough mm-hmm. and and that will hide the fact that people think I'm a quitter. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it, yeah, it's it, but you have like again as your childhood wound. It's like that is what you do to create relationships and survive. the The goal of the enneagram is to say, okay, how do I take those things that got me this far and grow and develop those in a healthy way, so mm-hmm. that I can experience those relationships in a better fuller way and not in the weird survival way that I've Mm -hmm. been using them throughout childhood yeah Mm -hmm. it's good it's like a therapy session in there. <laughs> we're charging everyone who listens to this we're charging you that's the end of it but Hannah we love to wrap up every episode and Kayla you better go ahead and think of something because I have been trying know. to think all afternoon y'all we love to ask what's one thing that you're so happy someone did tell you about that you're super into right now it can be a book a food a restaurant a song a podcast whatever what are you just super into right now you know that asking is seven. That is just there's I can think of some four things that I love right yeah. now. I can think you of some for Hannah. Like yeah. I know one. I could say one for Hannah right now, Do and that, I don't have it? one for myself. Big lots. I love big lots. Oh my god! Can I have that? Because I'm that's- not even kidding. We were there on Saturday, and I don't know what it is about that place. Like if you compare prices, it's not that big of a difference, right? But I'll take a cart, and I'm just dumping stuff, and I'm like, oh, they have this here. I better get it here. I better oh, get they it. Have that. I'm gonna get that. And before you know it we're checking out it's like 130 bucks oh yeah what did we get (laughs) what is in this cart i'm so glad you said big lots i love (laughs) so much because it's it is like i feel like i'm saying like the better adam or something Mm -hmm. like that it Mm -hmm. is the better walmart Mm -hmm. and like it's like the cleaner better walmart and it does it just surprises you and it i does. think as a seven i'm not kidding around every quarter there's yes. a surprise you're like you have this you have patio furniture yes. <laughs> you know, I like i'm like you have almond butter mm. and coconut flour okay. right. big, big lots lacroix five dollars get them i know i almost got that for your easter sack Listen. but it wouldn't fit in there i'm sorry she knew <laughs> uh, yes i do i love big lots so much i'm so glad you said that i wish i could have it for myself um i also so I just started reading Harry Potter mm, I forgot. as wow. a grown adult person. I just started. Have you read any of them before? No, okay. I've never read any of them. Mm. Never seen any of the movies. I haven't either. I've just seen like completely half of insulated one. from all yeah. things Harry Potter because um, that was just wizards and witchcraft when I was a child. Listen, so we, <laughs> he's like, not my Potter. <laughs> it is so good though. Yeah, it's, it is pretty good. I had to start reading fiction to be able to fall asleep. Mm business oh, wow. owner problems i feel that yeah. i miss my fiction reading but um here's a confession 
one of the kids messed up one of my library books and I took it back. I didn't know it was messed up. And they sent a letter to my old address that because they didn't have my new one. And I, the guy who bought our old house with the letter in our new mailbox, which is very weird that he knows where but I he live knows now. Where you live. Yeah. But it was, you have to scary. buy this book and it was like 25 bucks or we're going to revoke your library card. <gasps> well, I forgot about it. Oh no. And I don't have library privileges. They revoked your card. And I'm too wow. embarrassed to what go are you do in anything for? about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too embarrassed. This to broad <laughs> didn't pay her library fines. <laughs> I can't. I'm too embarrassed. They know me there. All right. Hannah, thank you so much for jumping on here with us. Kaylee, always a delight. Wonderful. I'm pretty Crushing sure you're it. on the next episode too. So everyone yes. just stand by for that. It'll Hang be on. great. <laughs> the official podcast co-host of the Enneagram. You're hired. Enneagram host. You're hired. <laughs> I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.